Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, plans to reduce the number of cars on the road by a fifth by 2030 still stand, according to the Environment Minister Eamon Ryan. But do you think we're on track to do this? And do we have alternative transport options in place? What's the story in your area? Peter is with us on the line today. Peter, do you think that we're too car dependent in Ireland? Hi, Andrea. How are you doing? Can you hear me okay? I can indeed, Peter, yeah. All right. Do I, yeah, I, I do believe that, uh, particularly in the bigger urban areas, we're way overly dependent on cars. Now, I just want to kind of like put it out there, first of all, um, having originally come from the country, I understand completely there's a, a very different relationship with a car if you're from the country or if you're in the commercial world and you need it for your job or your business or whatever it is. But I believe that in kind of like urban areas, there is a, a bit of a fixation with cars and particularly bigger cars, um, which is going to be difficult to unwind going forward. Yeah. So what's the solution then? If we already have the public transport options, you think, Peter, in place in city centres, urban areas, then why aren't more people using public transport? I ask myself that question quite a lot. Um, I, I suppose there's still a lot of push and pull factors that we haven't got our heads around. And part of it being in terms of kind of like our, our you know, how we think and how we approach you know, alternatives such as cycling, such as use of scooters. Um, I, I, I think to a certain degree, a huge amount of work could be done around that to make it seen as more acceptable, more safer. Uh, you know, every time I get up on my bike or my scooter, you feel like sometimes you are taking your life into your hands as well. Um, but I try to do it because I'm trying to do the right thing. And then use my car when I need it for longer journeys and that kind of thing. But I, I think we're probably still putting too much car spaces in, in urban areas, making it easier for people to just get in the car and drive to the door. Um, and and I, I think that we're going to have to make it less attractive to get into your car and sit in your car in traffic. Brian Cook is the Director General of the Society of the Irish Motor Industry as well, Peter. He's on the line too. Brian, is Peter right about this? Should it be less attractive for urban motorists? Well, I, I think I think you, um, I think if you, if you look at the reasons why, um, I think we, you'd be surprised here. We actually have quite lower car ownership levels in Ireland. We're twenty third out of twenty seven EU countries. So countries with much better active travel and much better uh, public transport infrastructure actually have higher car ownership levels. But I think Peter is right. It's, it's actually car usage uh, as opposed to car ownership is that it, it is the real issue. But we do have a public transport deficit, and I think. If you look at last year's Climate Action Plan, which we believe is going to be updated this week, the primary focus on the transport side was to put uh, large amounts of money into public transport over, over the next 10 years. But it won't solve the problem for everybody. We actually have a growing population. Not everybody lives in Dublin or Cork or mm. Galway or Limerick. So, so I think you know, we, do need, we do need to look at, 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 at the car, at car usage, but we also need to look at the type of cars that people people drive and again Peter relates some like some of the bigger cars but even so like obviously electric cars are very much part of the climate the climate action plan and uh, not just in Ireland but um, outside uh, uh, Europe wide so so I think we need everything to work we need public transport we need to increase the investment in that and that's what they're doing um, we're spending a mi- we should be spending a million euro a day 
which is what has been allocated to active travel, but we're actually not. But we should be doing that. But we need to look at the cars that people drive. And, you know, where people drive, have to drive a car, they should be driving the lowest emitting car that they possibly can. And uh, so, as I said, car ownership levels are quite are quite low in Ireland, but car usage is, 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 is above the European average. Okay. So if car usage, Damien, you're with us as well here, if car usage is too high in this country, are there alternatives in place in many areas or in enough areas to try and attract people out of the cars? Are you there, Damien? No, we'll try and maybe reconnect then uh, with, with Damien. 1800 453 106, that's the number if you want to, to give us a call here. Donna Cooney's the Green Party councillor. Donna's with us as well on the line. Like Donna, surely the starting point here is put the public and transport in place first. Get it working properly, not like the phantom buses that we hear about all over the country, and then start enticing people to get out of the cars. Well, I think it's about doing them all um, together in tandem. I mean, there has been a big shift in terms of the um, investment in public transport, but it does take a while for that to happen. I mean, there's new carriages now for trains was announced there uh, a few weeks ago. There's new buses. There's the recruiting uh, more uh, bus drivers than ever before. With the um, so it's 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 it is a big you know it's a big uh, shift. But this has only happened uh, since 2020. Um, you know, before that, we just didn't have that investment in public transport. But I know, say, out my way, the buses are, are full. So people are using it. The darts are full. That's why we need more carriages. Um, you know, so it's also about maybe, you know, taking away the sort of the rush hour traffic, you know, if you can have more flexibility in work, if you can have remote working. Um, so there's a whole range of things, you know, giving people uh, a safer options for, for active transport if they can. Um, you know, some places where you can have sort of shared car ownership and shifting away from, as I say, from the polluting cars. So it's about, you know, I suppose a a range of activities and it's, you know, giving people the option to be able to commute at least and not to be commuting uh, using their private cars because it just isn't the road space, let alone uh, about climate action and emissions and and air pollution. But, you know, there's only only a, a limited amount of space on the roads as well. And if we're going to give some of that space over to, you know, having safe uh, active transport uh, allocation of space then we have to remove some of the, the, the private cars from the road it, there isn't any so other option So what's the enticement to do that or what, what, what will be the penalty I suppose how, how will you get people to do that? Um, well, I mean, first of all, you started, I suppose, it's the carrot at the moment, it's making it more attractive um, to be able to use active transport and to be able to use the, the train and, and, and the, the bus. I mean, trains, you know, sort of intercity trains have got so much uh, better and nicer, like I remember it used to be, you know, used to be a great thing to travel on the train. Now you can sit on the train and you have your Wi-Fi and, you know, you're practically like like little little home office, you know, and um, well, the train they're is very the, the train is the train is absolutely superb. There's no doubt about it. The problem with the bus is that you're lucky if it shows up. Lucky and warm as well on the train. I think, gosh, this is gorgeous. You know, this is warmer than my own. But um, you know, so yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I suppose we just need we need more buses and we need more drivers. Um, and you know, they are getting an upgrade. There have been some new buses on the road, and there's more being ordered. So you know, it is that shift. It is making it more attractive for people to be able to take public transport. I don't know, Donna. I I, I use it an awful lot. I mean, the city centre is fine, but intercity, like it's it's just it's unreliable. 
that's what that's my experience of it and travelling to Donegal, I family that use it regularly, and it is it is just it is unreliable. That's my experience of it. I suppose outside of of I mean they're they're replacing a lot of the the, the um the wooden rail, like the railway sleepers and that type of thing and making it a lot smoother journey, making it a, a better journey. But, okay. you know, it's actually, uh, what is happening is because they've actually had, because they're doing these works on the railways, it has meant disruption in some of the services because of that. Mm. But, okay. you know, it's all coming together, it'll be better. Well, you know, it, it gets a little bit worse before right. it gets better. Well, it's going to get worse, right, okay, we look forward to that. Uh, Peter, is, is public transport an option for you, Peter? Well, actually, well, uh, you were talking about kind of like taking that trip up to Donegal, uh, and I did that once or twice up to towards Lockhart, which I do a lot, and uh, it was a bit of a nightmare experience. I will have to admit, on the on that thirty-three X or whatever it is, and the X thirty, yeah, I know it well. Yeah, X thirty, and it put me off doing it. It was just a, a phantom bus, and uh, it was a bad experience. But I am willing to try it again. Yeah, um, you're not put off, okay. No, I, I will try one more time. Are we are, are we ultimately, Brian Cook, looking at the likes, though, of congestion charges or something like this coming in to try and, well, get, you know, to meet the, the target of the 2030? Yeah, well, look, I, I think congestion charges are definitely very much on, on the government's agenda. I mean, we have it at a very basic level already with the with the road tolls and, you know, in parts of the country. So so I think uh, they've they've already started that process. Where I would actually agree with Donna is is that we can do all these things in parallel. We we do, we don't need to wait for one thing before we do another one. So as we incrementally improve public transport, as we incrementally improve active tra- uh, the facilities for active travel, we can also incrementally improve the vehicles that people actually drive and encourage people to drive a little less as well. So so we can do all these things together. But certainly forms of road pricing, congestion charges, or um, are, are part of road pricing and tolls are already there at the moment. So, so we've already started that process. And in, in fact, targeting the usage as opposed to the purchase, you know, it's very expensive mm. to be a motorist in Ireland already. It's very expensive. A lot of tax on a new car. There's a lot of tax on fuel. So, so there is a disincentive to people to actually getting into a newer, uh, le- uh, more fuel efficient car already okay. at the moment. So, so I think road pricing instead of some of the taxes that we have at the moment actually may be a good thing. Damien, you're with us on the line. Is public transport an option for you? Yes, Andrea. I have free transport, so I have every reason to use public transport. But what kills me in Dublin is that the lights seem to be allergic to the colour green. I cannot get through lights. The city has gone crazy. So whether I use a car, SUV or the buses, I can't get through. So I'm missing appointments. And I'm sure that's true of a lot of other people. The tunnel was closed uh, last week and the bus arrived 50 minutes late. Uh, it was the Donegal bus that arrived 50 minutes late. I had to call off my journey. But uh, as, as, I, as I used to drive an SUV, it's particularly important to me because of the safety. It's positive factors in, involved with an SUV that that's not the first one to be confiscated in this destination. So- the idea of one in five vehicles being taken off the road is twice the rate of decimation. And decimation is an old Roman word in regard to people being taken out and executed every tenth. Every fifth car is going to be taken off the road. What sort of dictatorship is that? I just want public transport to work and the lights are getting in the way. What's what's going on with the lights, Donna Cooney? Are are you aware of this or what's happening with the, the the green lights in Dublin? 
I, I haven't noticed that there's any difference in terms of the phrasing of, of, of the lights or change of the lights at this particular uh, license that there's an issue with. They, they can contact uh, Dublin City Council um, and, and have that looked at. But, I mean, I haven't had complaints about lights. Um, I mean, there's, you know, construction and works like that can often bring about delays. But I don't know that there's any um, issue about the, the traffic lights. I, I haven't heard. Nobody's been on to me specifically about, um, you know, traffic lights. I, I usually I get sort of complaints maybe about lights um, not working on pedestrian lights and not giving enough time for people to cross over. But I haven't heard about it being, um, you know, it's it being an issue in terms of of, um, of general traffic, you know, so... A text in from Mark in Louth and he makes the point, how are we going to stop people from travelling in their cars? Should they be bringing in fines for people who travel too much or charges for drivers going through urban settings? I'd love to see how this is going to actually work. Like, Brian, is that that's kind of where this is going then, is it? You pay well, for look, the I usage? Think, uh, yeah, well, I, I think if you look at some of the government documents, the tax strategy group papers, they've already you know, flagged that they, they will be looking at congestion charges uh, in, in some parts, particularly particularly in Dublin. So, you know, so it is the carrot and stick approach. But, you know, before you bring those in, you need to have, you know, a very efficient public transport service. And I think, you know, you mentioned the traffic lights and, you know, how buses can, can take their time. It does indicate like that maybe rail is, is the best way of going it. And I know we are going to be building a metro. Um, I think if you look at the DART, which is nearly 40 years in operation now, there's a lot of people who live on the DART line that have a car in the driveway and they don't use the, the car to go in and out of work. Mm. So, so if we build, you know, efficient, clean public transport, and I think the, the DART, uh, particularly the Lewis out to, you know, a, 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 out to Dundrum, uh, the new Metro, the new DART line out to Maynooth, um, they're, they're all positive proje- projects that will get people out of their cars um, and at the same time, they won't take up road space as well. Okay. So I think maybe that's the way to go. Okay. Let us know what the story is like in your area. Do you think it's possible to cut the number of cars on the road by a fifth uh, up to 2030? Text in from a listener who says, Eamon Ryan is asking people to switch to public transport. Well, I can say that public transport here is a disgrace. It's a total disgrace. I've been left waiting in the last week alone four times for buses leaving Drogheda. Last night, 30-minute wait... Friday night at a 30 minute wait. Two weeks ago, I had a 55 minute wait. And among many other times as well, the same situation has happened, says this listener. Alan has got in contact to say, to improve the public service transport, we need to improve the infrastructure so the buses can get around on time and stick to schedule. Monitor the bus lanes and the yellow boxes to improve the reliability of the service. Put cameras watching the choke points with the yellow boxes and bus lanes. And if any breaches, the need to enforce the fines and points as well, penalty points, to deter motorists. The poor tunnel proves if you monitor a vehicle and there is points and fines for a breach of rules, drivers do pay attention. A few cameras and signage would sort the whole thing out, according to Alan. Keep them coming into us, 53106. Peter, Brian, Damien and Donna, thanks a million for joining us here on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.